Good day. Welcome to Partakers Podcasts. Welcome also to our Christmas 2019 series, Jesus Christ, the Promised One of God, where we are hearing together some of the prayers, liturgy, and sermons of the Church through history, looking back to that first Christmas day. People of the Christmas Story Today we look at the wise men, travelling people on a journey, and reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 18. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said to the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Once again, over to Jim. We're now going to think about the Magi, or wise men, as they're usually known. Travelling towards Christmas? Yes, that's exactly what these men were doing, and probably for quite a long time, for it seems they originated in what we now call Iran, but used to call Persia. The Magi were a sort of priestly group, 
They weren't kings, as is usually supposed in traditional Christmas presentations. They were men who studied the night skies for signs of what was going to happen. We would label them astrologers today, but they were more than that. They were aware of ancient writings and promises that had been made long before they were born, and they looked to see where and when it, they would be fulfilled. Those who visited Jesus had seen a clear sign that an ancient promise was shortly coming to pass. There's a verse in the Old Testament, Numbers 24, verse 17, which reads, A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. No wonder, then, that they burst into Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, with the question, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We have seen his star, we have come to worship him. With a bit of help from the Jewish scholars at Jerusalem, the star took them as far as Bethlehem, where they found the young child with his mother. They brought gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh. These three gifts may have suggested that there were just three of them in the party, but Matthew gives us no information on that. We don't know how many there were. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, a gift fit for a king. Incense, a gift appropriate for a priest, and still used today in some churches. Myrrh, a gift suggesting sacrifice and death, for it was an embalming spice. As they travelled together and talked among themselves, I wonder what other insights these magi may have had. Matthew understood that they were significant to the story of Jesus' birth, not just because they came, but because they were part of God's strategy for Jesus. These gifts were valuable, extremely so, and their value would have provided the means for the Holy Family to escape into Egypt and remain there for as long as was necessary. In my mind, this thought is strengthened by the fact that it was the Magi's visit that provoked Herod's wrath and his vicious massacre of the young boys of Bethlehem. There is something unexplained and mysterious about this visit of the Magi. But, whatever else may be true, it makes the point for us that Jesus coming to the world was not only to save his people, that is, the Jewish people, from their sins. Far from it. He was coming to be the saviour of the world. His life, death, and resurrection would establish the salvation for all who would believe and receive it, regardless of race, colour, creed, culture, social status in emphasising the nature of the gifts they brought, we may overlook that, first of all, they bowed down and worshipped him. They realised, to some extent, that he was more than just another earthly king, that somehow he was destined to be of a wider and greater significance than that. Later on, the Apostle John was to write of him as the Word of God. He penned these words, classic words, The Word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. Perhaps these Magi were wise men after all, in that they understood in part what we've come to call incarnation. God living on earth as a real human being. So let's finish by thinking about the stable scene in Bethlehem. Mary looking at Jesus with a mother's love for her firstborn child, and with deep thoughts about how different their lives would be from here on. Joseph, still with Gabriel's words ringing in his ears, already slipping into the role 
God's role for him of being father to God's son. The shepherds, alive with excitement and looking with wonder at the little baby whose future was to be so big a king. The magi, kneeling before the one they know is destined to be more than a king, worshipping him in a manner that befitted their religion and their understanding. It's good for us to join them all round the manger, giving thanks and praise to God for the gift of his only Son. So the Lord bless you today, and the Lord bless you as you move into the new year. Whatever it holds for you, if you stood in the stable today, you will know that God is with you, and nothing is impossible with him. We began our journey with that promise. We've seen how it happened for these characters, Mary and Joseph, the shepherds and the wise men. The question we now have to face and work through is, will it be true for me? There's only one way to find out. Just trust him. He's as good as his word. Thanks, Jim, for your wisdom and your knowledge and sharing it with us over the past five days. Come back tomorrow as we continue in this series for Christmas 2019. Jesus Christ the promised one of God. Thanks for joining us here at Partakers Podcasts. You can also buy our books on Amazon or through pulptheology.com. Come back every day to hear something to encourage you in your walk as a Christian wherever you are in the world in the 21st century. See you later.